You're listening to special programming sponsored by Triple Eight Media Group. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. You're tuned in to the 411 with SOS, the business of the music business for those who don't know but need to know. Hi, this is Sandra Smith, and this is the 411 with SOS. This show is about the business of music. Today, we're talking to Maxine Jones, who is one of the lead singers of the Funky Divas Revolution. She is one of the lead singers of the super, super group in Vogue. And we are going to be talking today about contracts, because what you don't know about contracts could literally ruin your career. Signing contracts that has not been reviewed by an entertainment attorney or somebody of equal stature can arrest your career before it even gets started. Contracts should enhance your life. They should help you take your career to the next level, not be a deterrent that prevents you from thriving as an artist and an individual. And so now we're going to be talking to Maxine Jones. Our talk today is on contracts, right? Everything you do not know about contracts could literally kill your career. Our guest today is the amazing, the incredibly beautiful and talented Miss Maxine Jones, Thank former you. lead singer oh of the amazing group in Vogue. <laughs> She knows a lot about contracts, and she's here today to share some of her experiences with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for that introduction. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all true. Okay, guys, so full disclosure, when I was a record rep in the Midwest for East West Records, this lovely lady was signed to the label. So I am beyond excited to circle back at this point in my life and connect with her again. Aww. Thank you so much, Maxine. My pleasure. So the first question that I want to ask you is, were you aware that the contract you were signing could be then sold to another entity or that it was a contract with this, these two individuals that then would be transfer to somebody else? Um, no, we knew nothing in okay. the beginning, okay. okay? As a matter of fact, we got the contract and the, all the legalese terms mm -hmm. and all that stuff was like, uh, Beyond your comprehension. Yeah, totally beyond. We couldn't even get past like the first paragraph wow. in it. We knew nothing, nothing about it. We were told, I knew it was a, contra a production deal. That mm -hmm. much I did know because we were signed to, we. We were put together by two producers from the mm -hmm. Bay Area called, uh, their names are Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy. Mm -hmm. They were, they had a production deal. And we were told at the time that they would be, they had three acts they were putting together for the label, mm -hmm. basically. Right. So we, we were clear that we were signed to the producers. Right. Um, I don't, it wasn't in our head. We knew that they were signed with the label. East-West. Yes. Mm -hmm. So as far as like transferring our contracts, I don't think any of us were thinking any, nothing Remotely. like that. Mm -hmm. um, our contract, we were told, was we had to, 
if we wanted to be in that group, we had to sign that contract as is. As it as was. As it was. There was nothing, no matter, we were told, no matter who we're going to show this to, you could show it to your mama, your father, no matter who you're going to show this contract to, it's not going change. to change at all. Okay, and so we, we, we had a choice. We did have a choice to sign it or not sign it, mm -hmm. you know? Um and you decided to sign? We decided to sign it because, you know, well, Denzel Foster and Thomas McElroy, they had a reputation in mm -hmm. our area. Mm -hmm. They were, they had, they were huge. They were successful. They were very successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it was our chance in our minds to have a real record deal and, mm -hmm. and finally be like really in the industry. Recording artists. Recording to artists. To be true recording true artists. True recording artists. On a fairly successful label. Exactly. Because that was under Atlantic Records, exactly. which was a big label. Exactly. They were up there. Mm -hmm. um, so we gladly signed you it. Gladly signed it. You know? And so as a result of that contract, how do you feel that your career then was impacted? So the contract, in hindsight, of course, because, you know, everything is hindsight mm -hmm. um did it serve you was it worth it for you to sign that contract to get your shot at being a recording artist on a major record label you know if i would say yes because you know when i think back even as bad as the contract was mm -hmm. it was our shoe in i mean that's mm -hmm. how we got into the industry mm -hmm. and i i would sign you. i would do it again i would you that. isn't that crazy but i wow. um you know, we, yeah, I mean, I think I would, I, I, I would, you know, if someone said, hey, sign this, this is your chance to get into the industry, and the scenario was the same, we yeah. were, it, they were attached to a real label deal. Right, yes, um, they were. Um, yeah. Yes, you would do it again. I, I would do that. I mean, we, I would, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. There is but, nothing to be sorry about because what I'm trying to do here is obviously educate, mm -hmm. you know. So, Maxine, can you tell us, the audience, what is a production deal versus a record label deal? Well, a production deal is when you're signed to the producers mm -hmm. of your project uh, as opposed to the label. Right. And uh, the label at that time was giving out production deals to producers <clears throat> and, their, uh, and their concepts basically. Um, and Denny and Tommy at that time had a three-act production deal, so they could deliver three acts to the label, and the label would basically mm -hmm. approve them, or, you know, mm -hmm. and say yes, because they, this was their production deal. Um, and as opposed to being assigned directly to the label. So mm -hmm. we were signed to the producers who were signed to, to the, the label. The label. And so just a little bit of inside information, That's, that, is the, that was the beginning of the laziness of the industry because normally it would have been the A&R person that works for the label to would be out there scouting talent, mm -hmm. finding you guys. Mm -hmm. So when they started finding independent individuals that had their own situation set up, it was just... A yes, no mm -hmm. kind of thing. Exactly. Basically, Basically they could exactly. approve or disapprove. And they didn't have to do all the work. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to be, they didn't really have to have all of the investments mm -hmm. that normally the label would be responsible for if they were not doing these production deals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, and I get it. I, yeah, it's, it saved them a lot of money, and mm -hmm. it saved them a lot of manpower of not having to go out there and yeah. look for talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, and also too, I want to add to that that um, Jenny and Tommy. Uh, because they had that deal, they had the concept of putting together a girl group, mm -hmm. and they found us yes. individually. <laughs> so I was going to ask that question, but you just addressed because yeah. I wanted to know how did you guys come together as a group? So they just auditioned, because yeah. you were all musicians, all entertainers, doing your own thing, exactly. right? yes. Mm -hmm. I in particular was performing locally in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. um, I was working at a hair salon during the day, braiding. I was a braider. Um, and, um, you know, I had been hearing and working at night, singing background and, and trying to be a solo artist. Yeah, for too. other groups and yourself, and, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we had the word was around that Denny and Tommy were trying to put together this girl group and you had to be recommended uh, to be to cut to go to the audition. I and see. I had it had been like months and I wanted to go so bad to mm -hmm. this audition, but nope, you had to be recommended. Nobody was recommending me. And did you know people that knew them that could recommend you? I no, but I I did know people who had gone to the audition. audition. Uh -huh. Yeah, for gotcha. them. So, so how did it finally break for you? Um, you know, there, there was a guy in the salon, my friend now, Kenneth Hall. He was my friend then, too. But, yeah. um, <laughs> You're saying he's still your friend. He's still my friend now. But, um, you know, he was standing around. He had recommended someone else to the audition, and he was in the salon at the time. And um, I was like, why don't you recommend me to the audition? Yeah. And he was like, really? Okay, Max. You know, and he recommended it. It was like literally like that. Like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> and wow yeah, totally divine order that is yeah. so awesome and That's on, wonderful. on the day that i showed up for the audition the other three ladies were, were there, there. Were, so that we this it was our first time all there on that day and um and we made it we magic. all four of us made it magic because yeah. you had magic yeah and together yeah it was magic yeah it was it really was, it was and great. so you did not know them you know, I, I had heard about Cindy, and, and her and I had worked together in a theater production mm -hmm. previous, but we I didn't know her. I, personally. I, personally mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. all. And, and she was pretty famous in, in, the, in area. the area oh. because she was a child star. She had done television acting. I and see. She had I done see. a lot of local work, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I kind of looked up to her, actually. It was oh. like, wow. You get to work with I her. I get to work with her. So it was interesting to be at the audition with yeah. her. I was like, wow, okay, you know, this is going to be cool. Yeah. And and of course, I mean, you were young, right? Yes. And so young people are so hopeful. They're mm -hmm. so aspirational. They are so ready to conquer the world. Exactly. And young people never think anything bad is going to happen. I mean, it's like, we you were know, excited. Oh, please. It, this was like the bee's knees. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me how, I mean, so how long were you guys a group together before, you know, it turned into just what well, it is now? Well, um, we were a group together once that audition, we, it took some time for them because they were looking for three girls and they told us oh. all of you guys aren't going to make it. And, um, but the way Denny did the audition, you know, he, he, we were all sopranos and he tried every voice out mm -hmm. you know like i had to sing the top i had to sing underneath the, middle the top and the bottom. And the bottom and then mm -hmm. and then you know he 
it all came together. I, he, I never knew that I was a alto until that moment because wow. I, I winded up singing the bottom note in the group. So I, and I took sure, your voice there. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that much musically, I so respect those producers. Yeah. The yeah. most fun I've ever had in a studio was with those guys and working with those guys. Um, they're geniuses in a studio. That's great. Me. I, I That's love great. those guys for that. So. And they discovered something about me I did not know, which is that I could sing low and I could sing mm -hmm. high. So awesome. it was really cool. All it was a pluses. great experience. That was, so overall. It was great. It was great. It really was overall, great. Overall, you have no regrets. I have no regrets. I really don't. I don't have any regrets. The only, I do have regret. Um, what would that be? And that's just not being knowledgeable about the industry. There's so much I would have done once, you know, I made it like I would have prepped to be solo, mm -hmm. I would have, um, you know, I would have kept my day job, you know, because I was, I, as a, as a. Your day job as what? As a braider. I totally would have because I, I was, I would have because I had, I was the best at what I did at that time in the area, you know. Quaffing hair. Quaffing hair, braiding hair. Nice. In particular, I had a six month waiting list um, wow. I was totally supporting myself as a braider, you know. Oh my God, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's that's what I did, and, I, and yes, so I, I would have kept that going, you know. So that when you went home, because but but you guys, took, I mean, you, we were busy. Took off. There was, I couldn't do anything else right. but that. But I probably yeah. would have, you know, trained, opened a salon, mm -hmm. um, trained people to do what I did. Okay, I so then gotten, tell us why you didn't do that. I was I. You know, once my once I found out I had made that group, to me, everything else was over and this was my new life. I shut down completely. My clients were so disappointed in me. They were, some of them were very hurt by it. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately me. that happens though, yes. but you were following your heart's desire and chasing desire. your dream. Exactly. I, I mean, I don't know that anybody could have given up that opportunity. Right, I so. mean, it was a great opportunity and I, I yeah. just embraced it. So thank you for sharing all that you have thus far with us. Um, I have a lot of respect for you, not just because you're an amazing talent, but I think you're an amazing um, human being and oh, you have you. so much grace and so much humility I know that there are amazing things in your future. So tell us a little bit about what have you been what have you been up to since that chapter of your life? Oh my gosh. Closed. Um so much has happened in just this last 2 years even during COVID. We were right? COVID right now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um uh, but um we've opened a studio, this fabulous place that we that are. We are in right here, now. and it is gorgeous. Yeah. What is your studios called? It's called Star Max Content Studios. What is it, Brian? Tell Star us. Star Max Custom Content. Star, Star Max, Max Custom, Custom Content, Content Studios. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be doing what? We're going to be. This is a place where folks can come in and create custom content, and we're just making it the cameras, the studio, like we're doing um, the our soundstage, mm -hmm. our um, LED wall experience. I saw that available to oh, the so public. fabulous. Yes. Yes. So you have always been an entrepreneur because mm -hmm. you started off with your your Brain hair, hair yeah. your hair business. <laughs> you became an entrepreneur basically during the music yes. and now you're back owning. So yes. you have 
Like, I know that that is the most exciting it's thing exciting. to be in your own space. Ain't nobody coming here to put you out. Ain't nobody coming here that you didn't invite in. Exactly. And is that not the most amazing it's feeling? It's awesome. It's awesome. How did that come about? With my amazing partner, Brian Martin. Okay. I know him. <laughs> we know him and we love him. Because awesome. <laughs> I rekindled my relationship with you because of him. So, yes. Yeah. Um, very you know, creative. He's, he's like a, he's very creative. He's a corporate genius, in my opinion. Um, you know, he just he just took my whole experience and combined with his experience, mm-hmm. and we created this, this. experience. Um, wonderful. You know, he just had a good mind to put it all together and how mm-hmm. we could um, integrate. Mm-hmm. You know, all of our experiences and our talents, yep. and that's this. this. Um, uh, Brian's dad was in the film industry. Um, Quinny Martin mm-hmm. uh, was a producer and editor on mm-hmm. so many classic mm-hmm. um, films and yeah. TV shows. And, you know, just that combined with my experiences yeah. and, and Brian's corporate experiences, this Voila. is the result. Yeah. And it's and beautiful. I'm so happy. I yeah. know. I love coming here every day. Isn't it wonderful? Like, th- <laughs> that is the that best thing that you yeah. can say, that you can't wait to go to, to the here. place where you go to work and you create. Mm-hmm. How many people can say that? Yeah. That is a That's tremendous a blessing. blessing. Yes. It's a dream come true for me. I've, yeah. It's what I've been visualizing, and here we are. <laughs> um, I love these photos that are up here. I mean, I think you always look fabulous, but these are yeah. amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about the photographer well, yes, that the, did this for you? I love this guy. His name is Jerry Guionis. He's oh, renowned, God. world-renowned. Yeah, he and, captures. Yeah, and he, he just did these for us, and uh, I'm, I love these. This particular one over here was, uh, was from an... Uh, a set we did for I think Glamour magazine back in the yes. day within Vogue, and this oh was God, just gorgeous. I only had a little tiny shot of it, and I had to blow it up, and I made that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, producer. No, telling us it's fabulous. <laughs> it's you. You look fabulous. Thank of course, you, you want to make it life size. Yeah. So, okay, I know you have got to be working on new music because I know not just yes. me, but your fans are waiting. So, yes. new what music, we got coming? We got. We're here. We are. We're. This is September. Uh, we are gearing up to release new music, a new project, um, and uh, along with my book. Um, you have a book coming. Book. When are we going to get this about book? All the questions that you're asking me. Because I know we're just touching answered. the. We're just skimming the surface. The surface. Yes. We're not even. Right yes, here. Exactly. You have so, a lot to tell. You have mm-hmm. a many, literally how many years have you been in entertainment now? Oh, 30, 30. Well, in entertainment, I mean, I started before the girls, so I would say 40. Your entire life. Yeah. So, yes, I am long. sure you have a mm-hmm. lot of experiences mm-hmm. that you can share mm-hmm. and that your audience is going to be excited about. Yes. I know. Yes, I can't yes. wait. So we are wrapping this up, my dear. Thank you so much. If there's one thing that you could tell the audience the one thing that you would do differently, what would that one thing be? Or just one piece of advice that you can share with them and leave them with that they can take and use on their journey as they are trying to navigate these waters of entertainment. Um, You know, I talked about how I would sign that same contract Yes, you did. But I would definitely recommend people understanding contracts. Mm 
because I could tell you that I got presented with a non-negotiable contract recently, and it's, I would never sign a non-negotiable contract again. You know, I at, certainly not with what I know now. I would not. Exactly. And I think as a group, we were lucky enough to be able to renegotiate that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, and. You learn, you know, and mm -hmm. during the whole renegotiation process, you learn everything about contracts. You mm -hmm. really, really do. Did you um, guys get a lawyer the second time around? Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. We mm -hmm. had a lawyer the second mm -hmm. time around. An entertainment An attorney, entertainment right? An attorney. Not just any lawyer. Yes. We had the top entertainment attorney in the Because you could at that point. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it makes sense for you to realize that you were getting into something that perhaps didn't have your best interest at heart. Right. But when you gain some leverage... You guys were smart enough to go and say, yes. we're not doing that again because we've got leverage. We're going to go find a lawyer who can yes. help us. Yes, yes, yes. That's fantastic. It still was kind of nutty, but you'll read more about that in my in the book. book. Okay. Yeah, but but yeah. not as bad as the first not one. Not as so bad as the first one. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, that's going to about wrap it up here for the 411 with SOS on 91.5 Jazz and more. Thank you so much, Sandra Smith, for coming on and being a part of the family. And thank you so much to Maxine Jones, formerly of In Vogue, for fantastic information and a really insightful interview on the music industry. You can catch the 411 with SOS every second Sunday right here on 91.5 Jazz and more. But don't go anywhere, because in just a few minutes, it's the Blues Doctor coming at you with nothing but the blues. Keep it locked.